KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. Punk music. It's loud, fast, and aggressive. It dives into dark places other music won't. It can be political and anti-establishment. It pumps its fans with wild, raw energy. You ever been in a mosh pit? And punk fans, they can get very into it. For the hardcore fans, it's more of a lifestyle than music genre. John Brady is one of those fans. You know, I get stumbled on, stepped on, beers dumped on me, things like that. You know, on a fairly regular basis, I'm fearless for my own safety, but I do worry about my equipment often. <laughs> so. John is a photographer, and for the last five years, he's been documenting the punk scene in TJ. He loves punk and goes to live shows way more than kids half his age. But the thing that's different about John is that most of the shows he goes to require a passport and a cross-country commute. He lives in San Diego, but the punk shows he goes to are in Tijuana. Uh, Infest playing at a place in the Centro called uh, Mew Revolution. Um, I don't remember when the show was. It was a couple years ago. Um, and it was... I didn't actually take that many pictures at that show because there were so many people flying around and so many bottles flying around everywhere that I was afraid my camera was going to get destroyed. Not a lot of San Diegans dive so deeply into subcultures in Tijuana the way John has. But the way John grew up, the difficult things he experienced at a young age, made him more independent and willing to explore things most others won't. I'm Alan Iliental, and you're listening to Only Here, a KPBS podcast about the place where San Diego and Tijuana meet. Today, we follow a San Diego photographer to a bar in Tijuana. Only here can you find a San Diego photographer whose inspiration lies in the dark, crowded punk venues of Tijuana. More after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. Friday night and Plaza Zapato in downtown Tijuana is going off. Every nook and cranny of the plaza is filled with different bars, music venues, and craft breweries. Just about every type of music is blasting so loudly from all the different spots that it all blends together into one big, crazy cacophony. Upstairs at a tiny bar and live punk music venue called Licantro Pub, Photographer John Brady is drinking a beer. How are you? All right, how are you? 
he's standing back looking at other people as they look at his photos of the Tijuana punk scene. This one up here. <laughs> For the last few years, he's been documenting the dozens of punk shows he goes to every year in Tijuana. Last year I went to 84 shows, not all of them in Tijuana. Um, this year I'm somewhere around 70, so it's quite, it's quite a few. Obviously something I like a lot. John takes us on a quick tour of his collection of photos hanging on the walls. Next we have uh, a phone breaker playing in a place in the centro called uh, La Caja Fuerte. Um, and it's literally just like a boring box of a space inside the uh, Pasaje Revolución. And um, they're uh, more like the hardcore scene, not so much like the traditional punk or like the crust scene or whatever else have you. So again, that was kind of trying to branch out and get as many different parts of the Tijuana punk scene, you know, and all its different variations and iterations. So why is John so focused on Tijuana, even though he lives in San Diego? He does take photos of shows in San Diego, too. But the punk scene north of the border is nothing like the punk scene south of it. There aren't many venues left in San Diego that'll book an obscure punk band. And while John was growing up, he said the backyard shows and other underground punk concerts that happened in unusual places in San Diego often got shut down by the police. For decades, San Diego was a notoriously conservative Navy town. There's just never been a lot of tolerance here for things like loud, illegal punk shows. Tijuana, though, has earned a reputation as a city where anything goes. Or at least a lot more goes. Things are a bit stricter and more organized in TJ these days, but police corruption has been rife in the city for decades. Bribing cops in Tijuana was so pervasive for a time that a few online travel sites still bring it up as an option for tourists who find themselves in trouble. The loose laws and raw energy allowed the punk scene in Tijuana to thrive. It isn't unusual for some big-name punk or metal bands to skip over San Diego entirely on tours and drive from L.A. straight down to Tijuana. John's never really shown anyone his photos of Tijuana punk shows. He says he's showing them at Licantro now for the first time because he wants to see the new punk venue succeed. Edgar Bernal, one of the bar's owners, says he appreciates John's effort. Well, um, we're good friends. We have the same age, same day and, and year. We're, yeah, we're 43 both. And uh, we just started hanging out and we have the same interest in music. And he really liked the place. What we're doing here is because we do it because we love to do it. It's for passion, most of it. I'm going to die doing this, I think. A few weeks after the photo show, we meet up with John back in San Diego. It's pouring outside, and John is inside a Starbucks drinking a warm soy latte. John says he's been to Tijuana seven times in the last 10 days. He says he was just eight years old when he first got obsessed with music, 16 when he started learning how to play the bass and started making music himself. He says he needed music, dark music, 
to help deal with trauma. His mother battles depression. He says she tried to kill herself on a night when his father, who was in the military, was deployed. The three of us, um, me and my brother and sister, were then taken to what at the time was called the Hillcrest Receiving Home. Um, And we were kept there until my mother's psychiatrist allowed her to uh, come get us and take us to live uh, for a while with my grandparents. And they lived in Indiana, so... John's room at his grandparents' house was in the basement. He says he would crouch down beside his radio and listen to ACDC, Judas Priest, and other rock music that was big in the 80s. It helped him feel less alone. He was in a sad, dark place. The music didn't stop those feelings. Instead, it helped him feel all those emotions more intensely and let him know that others felt them too. And I think a lot of people look at that kind of music is either dark or angry or whatever and to me it's something that has always been an outlet and a vent for um, other things it's something I I can recognize as external out of myself Um, I guess like uh, a darkness with which I can identify and, and feel I guess more comfortable knowing that other people feel that way maybe Time for a quick break. And when we come back, how John got out of that basement in Indiana and into his first live punk show in Tijuana at the age of 14. Stay tuned. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. John lived in Indiana with his grandparents and siblings for about six months. By then, his father got back from deployment and his mom was released from psychiatric care. But things didn't get much better for John and his family. Instead, his parents divorced and his mom moved him to a small, not-so-nice apartment in City Heights. You know, falling apart, roaches crawling on the walls. Um, it's not, not a really great place. And the next few years were pretty rough. John says his father wasn't around much and his mom was in and out of psychiatric care. By 14, he says he pretty much thought of himself as an adult or at least on his own. John is very matter-of-fact about his tough upbringing. If he's at all emotional about it, he doesn't really let it show. Good months and bad months. And I mean, there were times where she was, you know, um, kept uh, under observation for, you know, a month or or more. And we were in the house with, you know, whatever the random boyfriend was at that time. There were a few different ones, you know. Um, you know, one who was particularly abusive toward me, um, others who were, you know, nice guys, but I didn't really care, (laughs) you know, so. John was already a big music fan since those days using it as an escape in his grandparents' basement. 
but punk music specifically swooped into his life after a neighbor gave him some old records, Circle Jerks and the Dead Kennedys. From there, he gravitated toward darker, gothier punk. Uh, Crass, anti-sect, Poison Girls, um, Omega Tribe, who I just saw for the first time a couple months ago. Um, Those would be definitely some of the top ones. (laughs) Punk became the center of John's world. But a lot of the bands he wanted to see never came to San Diego. Instead, they'd book venues in Tijuana where they could put on all-ages shows instead of just 21 and up. The first show John went to in Tijuana was a performance by legendary singer Susie Sue. Somebody at some point um, had introduced us to... uh, you know, uh, Susie and the Banshees, the Creatures, um, uh, other bands in that similar vein, the kind of gothy punk stuff. And, and then we found out that, oh, Susie is playing in Tijuana. And um, so a group of us went down there to Iguanas and um, went to the show. Uh, I know that we were supposed to be 18 and it was the day before my 15th birthday so we went there was a shop in downtown San Diego that sold knives and uh, water pipes and other odd paraphernalia and would make IDs and so we went and we got ourselves IDs and they they wouldn't pass up here, but it passed down in Tijuana where if they were a little less strict about IDing, I guess. John says he felt an immediate connection and fascination with Tijuana. He never felt scared to go there, never thought the city was weird, dirty, or dangerous. He's aware of the skyrocketing murder rate and other crime that plagues Tijuana. But John takes more of a rational, evidence-based approach to it. I think some are just afraid. Uh, more recently, now they're afraid because they think their border's going to close and they're going to be trapped on the other side. Uh, there are a lot of perceptions about the state of, uh, you know, how safe it is there. But again, like, I, I, the, I, the fears of those things, be it what's going on with the caravan, what's going on with murders, the, you know, the kids executed, whatever, like, it's way blown out of proportion like i mean don't get me wrong that's a huge number of murders but um like 90 percent of them happened in you know two areas of the city that are areas that you just you don't go to the la times recently mapped last year's murders in tijuana and it showed that the violence is usually drug related and concentrated in just a few parts of the city not quite 90 percent like john says but he's not totally off base. John says he's found a community in both the San Diego punk scene and the Tijuana punk scene. But those are two separate things. While there are some punk bands and other musicians who cross the border for shows, my band, for example, plays shows on both sides of the border all the time, few fans travel between both cities the way John does. They're almost entirely separate communities. The two, like, don't really cross. By and large, um, the people I know in Tijuana who are out 
at Tijuana shows, like that's that's where they go. And San Diego, most of my friends in San Diego won't go to Tijuana. <laughs> that's because other outsiders like John, who hear about the crime and the murders and the possible border closures, they have a hard time beating back the fear of traveling to Tijuana. John feels none of that fear that keeps other San Diegans from crossing into Tijuana. Zero. He says that's probably related to his childhood. His sense of security was ripped away from him when he was young and had to spend that time away from his parents. He also grew up in poverty in City Heights when crime there was higher. And for a few years when he moved away for college, he also lived in one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in Chicago. His safety gauge is just a lot different than most people's. I think maybe the fear just got knocked out of me. I don't know. You know, I, I, I saw cops chase kids down and put guns to their heads. I saw police officers in Chicago taking bribes from gang members. You know, I, I've seen a lot of different things. So it, I, I feel like when I go to Tijuana, like the areas that I go to feel safer than those areas. So I, maybe it's, you know, I know that I can go through that and come out unscathed. Maybe it's um, that it just doesn't seem as bad to me as some other places I've been in my life. By crossing the border as much as he does, John has become a bit of a reluctant ambassador for Tijuana. It's something that happens to a lot of people who fall in love with Tijuana. They become unofficial promoters, cheerleaders for the city and all it has to offer. They find themselves often forced into conversations, trying to convince people who've never been to Tijuana of the city's value and worth. This happens to me all the time. Coming from a Mexican family who moved to America, a lot of people see me moving to Tijuana as almost moving backwards. And that used to bother me for a while because they don't see the beauty of Tijuana, the welcoming spirit of the people, but I've really just stopped trying to convince people. If they're willing to come, I'm more than happy to take them on a tour and show them what I see. But if they're not, on to the next one. Anyway, John says he's convinced that a lot of the fear stems from racism. He says he doesn't waste too much time on the folks whose minds are already made up. But for the ones who seem more curious and open-minded about Tijuana, he says maybe his border-crossing ways or his photos of Punk and TJ will inspire people to make the trip. I don't know. I, I, I guess I just want to connect with people who are open-minded and will you know, want to explore something outside of their, maybe their comfort zone. Or I, you know, I, I, my favorite aunt, she said to me uh, a while ago that um, she doesn't you know, think of me as a citizen of the U.S. She thinks of me as a citizen of the world. And that was probably one of the greatest compliments I think I've ever received from anybody. Next time on the podcast, a story about one artist's effort to bring attention to the lives of the thousands of immigrant women cleaning homes here in the U.S. You know, I have a, I have a slogan. Actually, it's a painting that I had over there. That It's a print that says, uh, Limpio tu mierda. You know, it's uncomfortable to see that somebody else is cleaning what you can't, what you don't want to clean. And it's, it's, a, it's a position of privilege. Only here can you find an artist who dresses up as a cleaning lady to create a conversation. 
Only Here is a KPBS podcast hosted by me, Alan Lilienthal. It was written and produced by Kinsey Moreland. Emily Jankowski is the technical producer. Lisa Morissette is operations manager, and John Decker is the director of programming. Most of the punk music you heard in today's episode is by Tijuana band San Pedro El Cortez. To hear more of their music, go to kpbs.org slash podcasts and click on Only Here. Do us a favor, and if you like the show, tell your friends and family to subscribe. Word of mouth is still the best way for people to find out about new podcasts. Thank you. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places.